Welcome to our May 14th worship service from North Coast United Methodist Church. Without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as ships without wind. Precious God, as we celebrate the spiritual motivators in our lives, the ones who have placed your Spirit through their actions in our hearts, Please help us to remember to say thank you for all the caregivers. In your son's precious and loving name we pray. Amen. Let's join together in our call to worship. Search for God, you seekers of the way. Grope for truth, you disciples of wisdom. Where shall we go to find what we seek? And where shall we look for answers? Wait patiently for the Advocate, the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit reveals the hidden mysteries of God. Wait in hope and love. Amen. Oh, 
for a couple weeks now, but let's review. Deuteronomy 13.4. I love the Bible, right? So this one, it says, it is the Lord your God you must follow and him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold fast to him. So we've talked about some disciples by now, and we've talked about how much Jesus reaches out to you and wants you to follow him. But now, what does that look like? What does it look like when you plant those seeds? They don't just automatically pop up, right? Because when we make a garden and we plant those seeds in the ground, we don't have an automatic flower, right? It takes time and it takes watering and sunlight and warmth to grow, right? And that's okay. That's the love of Jesus. And he knows how long it takes. And Jesus knows what's on your heart, just like everyone else does. And you know how long, and it takes time. And it's okay. And it continues to talk and to walk with Jesus. And that's why those crowds started off nice and slow and low while they kept going and slowly more and more and more people. So do you have a friend that you really, really want to follow Jesus with you, but you just can't seem to make them and you really, really want them to follow Jesus because you feel that they're making some bad choices in life? I know I do. I have people that I really want to force, but you can't force something. So you just have to sit and wait and just let those seeds germinate under the ground. And slowly over time, with the warmth and gentleness of love from the sunlight, those flowers will bloom and eventually that garden will grow. Let's join together in prayer. Promised helper and advocate, abide in us this day. Clothe us in the mercy and cover us with your grace. Speak your truth in our lives that we may keep your commandments and share your love with everyone we meet. Amen.
Our scripture today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 17, verses 22 through 31. Paul then stood up in the meeting and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands. And if he needed anything, rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As some of you poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human hands and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. And he has given proof for this is everyone by rising him from the dead. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for an opportunity to be outside in your environment again, to be in your place. As we move into this time of prayer, we thank you for the caregivers in our lives and the ways that you have asked us to be care providers. Be with us in this conversation, Lord. In your son's precious and loving name, I pray. Amen. Happy Mothering Day, everyone. This is our video that will go out on Mother's Day weekend here in the United States. And it is a blessing if you will be joining us at 1501 Kelly Street in Oceanside, California. A, uh, a student pastor will be joining us today, and her name is Maria Longley. And it's a blessing that she will be coming and sharing a story with us on what it means to be caregivers of all creation and what it means to be caregivers and to reach out to to do the things that we need to help our greater world grow, repair, have the opportunity to have fruitful growth 
So uh, my prayers are with Maria today as she joins us. Uh, she joins us from our sister church in Temecula, California. And just what a blessing it is to have her speak for us today at North Coast United Methodist Church. Today, as I stand out here for our weekly video and record this sermon in this beautiful environment at Kid Carson Park in Escondido, California, I want to share with you my unique journey on Mother's Day. And I want to share with you this concept of what it means to be a mothering figure and what it means to be the greater caregivers. When I started my ministry, preaching ministry, many years ago, it was my blessing to one Sunday have the opportunity to share the, the Mother's Day sermon. Now, in my life, I've only had a good, strong, positive image of a mothering figure. I, it's my blessing. And while that I'm away on renewal leave, it's my blessing to be able to spend time with my mom. And my mom was always a person that got me to the places I needed to be. She was the one that uh, signed all the paperwork and she was the one that just uh, made sure, checked in and, and got me to even places I wanted to go, not just needed to be, but wanted to go. So, and within my life and my life journey, I had always had this very positive image of mothering figures. So I move into this first Mother's Day sermon that I ever had the opportunity to preach. And on that Sunday, going in with my heart full of this positive lifetime growth with a mothering figure in my life, I went in with this narrative that day of God the mothering figure and supplied my fruitful, caring relationship with my mom as an example of what God's caring, nurturing nature would look like. And I stood at the end of church, you know, as we go through the reception door and, and shake hands, and I had this uh, opportunity. Now, there, there's... For those of you that are, will preach at a church one day or share a message at a church one day, here's what you'll experience in, in the reception line. You'll experience most commonly a good job, and then they're getting out of there because they got to go to lunch somewhere or something. You'll get those quick good jobs. You'll get those, oh, pastor, that, that was so meaningful to me. All of these good, caring things. And then you'll get the... Oh, that, that that was so fantastic. And then the next person say that's so, so fantastic. And then you catch at the side of their eye in the courtyard and them talking about how not fantastic your sermon was. But every once in a while, you'll have somebody come and greet you in the line and they're crying. And there's one or two reasons. You either participated with the Holy Spirit in such a way that their spirit was so stirred that it brought them to tears. or you hit a nerve and it's time to pray. Well, in this Mother's Day message, I had that moment. A dear friend came up crying to me, and that dear friend did not hesitate to share why. And it became very clear, a moment of prayer. But within that moment of prayer, it has transformed forever the way that I share messages on Mothering's Day weekend. 
this individual who just heard me proclaim an image of a mothering, nurturing God, tying it to the motherhood of, of the being, was bawling, crying. Because this individual did not have the same life journey with her mothering figure as I had. This person had an image of a very abusive, painful relationship. One that was stifling and harmful. One that affected her self-image for years upon years. This individual's image of God wasn't the loving, caring, nurturing image that Michael Drew Davis grew up with. This individual grew up with an image of a painful, harmful relationship that affected who she was, affected the way that she looks at herself in the mirror. I want us to hold on to that conversation today because that is God within our culture right now. There's those of us that have found our way and our place and our path of salvation. There's those of us that have grown up in nurturing, caring environments. And we have these interactions with a greater God that have been fruitful for us. I have the blessings in my life of being able to have a Savior that has given me a stronger self-image. I, I, I have the blessings of, of having a Redeemer in my life that has opened so many doors of opportunities for me, not just in a spiritual life that has added really fruitful, wonderful moments to who I am, but I am blessed to be a part of a career that I am able to advocate to voice for this Redeemer that I cherish in my life and try and fight my best to display the image of that Redeemer to the world. Just as much as my good intentions existed so many years ago in the first ever Mothering Day sermon that I shared. It's my good intentions to show this Redeemer that exists in my life, but there is a reality that exists within that. It's not everyone has that connection with God that I have been fruitfully blessed to have. Not everyone has that connection to a worship community that I have been blessed to have. And that too has become my life journey of displaying the mothering image of someone that exists outside of us, that is welcoming, opening, and accepting, that wants to interact with us, that wants to exist within our lives with us, that wants to be the one that provides the source of care where other places that should are not. And that has been my narrative year after year after this conversation. See, we're blessed with being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And when we become the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, we become the ones who go out and we do things for people that other people will not. We go out and we care and we serve and we reach out in ways that other people will not. And year after year after year, instead of celebrating the birth mom, I has become my task to celebrate the mentors and the participants and the caregivers that exist in our lives. See, 
I hope upon hope that everyone has a nurturing individual that exists in their lives. I hope upon hope that everyone has at least one person that has shown some level of compassion or care to them. Because every time that we see these images of compassion, of care, of nurturing, of stepping outside of ourselves to be caregivers for other people, those become the mothering images that God is providing to the world. And unfortunately, unfortunately, painfully, it's not always the person that should be doing it. But hopefully God has put that person in our lives. Now those people can become different. They look different. They might not even be the females in our lives. There are a lot of mothering dads that I've met. There's a lot of mothering uncles. There's a lot of mothering male sports coaches that I have had the opportunity to spend time with in the sea. And we see these moments of mothering, nurturing care presented, presented in other ways. Now, I just had a Freudian slip, so I want to join on it. Because sometimes we don't see it active because we are prevented of experiencing it because we are not receiving it from who we expect to. I want to hold a prayer with all of you. I want to hold a prayer that we can begin to look outside of sort of the pre-conformed expectations that we have so that we can begin to see what God has placed in front of us. And yes, the mothers in our lives may not be the ones who have birthed us, but they are the preachers, the teachers, the coaches, the aunts and uncles, the fathers, the brothers, the sisters, the individuals that have stepped outside of themselves in some way to show us some form of compassion and care. I want you to hold on to that image today. I want you to grow through that image today, and I want us to celebrate all together what it means that we have individuals that go out of their way to show compassion, care, and love in many unique ways. Thank you for joining me in this conversation. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. We'd like Amen. to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.
thank you, God, once again for joining us in worship, and thank you all for being in this place of worship. Let's join together in our closing benediction. Gracious and loving God, you exist within all creation as the creator of all creation. Precious God, to the temples and the altars that we have made with no names, we ask that you show us your image and your reality. And as we go out as reflections of that image, help others see your reality in the things we do. Thank you, Lord, and be with us. Amen.